traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. <clears throat> Testing, do you hear me? Am I all right? All right, I'm on. Am I on? Remember when the Aflac duck used to come out? Am I on? Hey, do me a favor. Cut that sound of Lindsey Graham saying that he wants Putin dead. Lindsey Graham, Mr. Tough Guy. I want. I think somebody should go up and, and take him out. Take Vladimir Putin out. That's um. That's pretty. Look, I'm not a big. I'm not a Vladimir Putin guy. I, I would love it if. Well, look. I'm not going to say it out loud that I want him dead. I mean, I don't know what would come next. Do you? Does Lindsey? He has no idea. He's just a career politician. All these guys, they're they don't know. They don't have the capacity to know. Our system is kind of screwed up. I know it's screwed up. It's the worst system in the world, except for all the others. All right? I wouldn't trade it for anything. However, uh, I would like to see people of substance, people of accomplishment, people who have done things other than serve in politics make such big decisions. These guys don't have the capacity. They don't have the inclination for strategic thought. They don't. They're too busy kissing babies and raising money and worried about who's going to run against them for re-election and uh, trying to get on the Sunday morning talk shows. These are superficial, mostly vain people. Career politicians. How do you get ahead in politics? How do you get ahead in politics? I don't know. It's a big, it's a slippery pole. They're all trying to shimmy up. And the big thing that makes you potent, that makes you, no one's going to mess with that guy. No one's going to run for, uh, no one's going to run against Governor so-and-so, Senator so-and-so, Congressman so-and-so. If they've got a lot of money in the bank, that's what it's about. And they Pack away all that money. So uh, uh, he's kind of harmless, but it was a dumb thing to say, I believe. He said it on Newsmax. He said it on Fox. Uh, Lindsey Graham wants somebody to kill Vladimir Putin. I don't like Putin, but I, you know, first of all, I think that's against government policy. I don't think we really assassinate people or call for assassinations, do we? I don't think we do. And I don't think we should. Uh, The other guy who's on my list right now is... Former Attorney General William Barr, who I'm told could not help himself at the White House. Have you ever been to the White House? The best thing about, as Forrest Gump said, the best thing about the White House is the food. It's absolutely true. Uh, There's food everywhere, and it's like great food. It's special food. And even the ordinary food is special. You can get M&Ms, but you get them in a presidential box. It's really great. Anybody who works there is going to get fat. Watch out. So uh, Bill Barr, who's the swampiest guy in the world, he really is. From time to time, there were glimmers of a patriot. There were glimmers of a guy that our founding fathers were thinking about, a guy in love with the Constitution. 
But in the end, he's, um, look, he knows where his bread is buttered. How much money does the Attorney General of the United States get paid? Let me look it up here. It's probably about $200,000, something like that. How much money did Bill Barr make in the year before he was Attorney General? I looked it up. $1.3 million, at least. That was from his law firm, Kirkland & Ellis. So these guys, um, how do you make that kind of money? You got to do business with the government. You got to represent people who have issues with the government. You got to go along to get along in the system. And Bill Barr still has probably a decade of working life left in him. He's got to he's got to make good on all that stuff that he did for Trump. Remember all the criticism? He is Donald Trump's personal attorney. He is acting as a personal lawyer for the president, not for the guy. They lied about him. And he caved. He caved, boy. And now they got a he's got the fake news book. Now, did you get that yet? All right, working on it, working on it. He went on a little ride with Lester Holt. It was like they were on a date together. You know, I'm talking about Bill Barr. Looks like a St. Bernard dog. You know, big, kind of droopy, like a droopy dog. And now he's trying to cash in in the cheapest way. I didn't. I quite frankly, I did not see this coming. In one of those with one of those cheap tell alls, there was a day in Washington, D.C., where men performed their duties, performed their service and then went back to their jobs in industry and finance and law even. Yes. But now it's it's kind of it's it's gross. Who started this crap with the writing of the book and telling it was fairly recent I think Don Regan was the first guy. Don Regan was the chief of staff to Ronald Reagan, and he got into a big tiff with Nancy Reagan. He was the one who said that Nancy Reagan read the astrology page. So what? Did you have to run out and put that in a book, Don? No, you didn't. But, you know, there was a way to get back for some perceived slight, whatever. Nancy Reagan didn't like you. Neither did I. Anyway, from that point on, tell all books. How many books have been written about Trump? How many books have been by Trump aides? Every president gets this, although Obama probably got the least. Uh, got a, I don't think anybody said a nasty word. Who would publish a nasty word about Obama? Well, in a weird way, Obama himself. He wrote, <laughs> Now I'm going off track here, but he wrote a book about himself. What is it? Praise from the Father of the Promised Land? Talk about a book. Wow. Praise of the Promise. From the father, just unbelievable. It's got a great big old silly picture of him smiling. Look at me. It's his seventh book about himself, Barack Obama. And you know what comes through more than anything? It's 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 astounding. I mean, I really was kind of heartbreaking actually when I when I started to see the pattern because I read it. I read these things. His resentment of white people and his admiration of black people. This is not a colorblind guy. Every reference in that book to a white person was negative. He would refer to them as close-minded, middle-aged white men, you know, an ignorant white woman, that kind of stuff. Where it was a grandfatherly wise black man told me once that it just it's incredible. If you count it up, there are like thousands of references to, 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 to white people and black people. 80% of the references to black people are positive. 80% of the references to white people are negative. 
anyway, that's a, that's 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 the story of Barack Obama. And he told the story again about himself. Hey, why not? I guess it's very profitable. That's what made him kind of a star. That's what got him noticed. That's what gave him the idea to run for office. You know, I'm a unique guy. My father's from Kenya. So what? I was in a cab today. The guy was from Ghana. I mean, who cares? That's nice. It's always nice to know about people. My great-grandfather came from Ireland. All right, it's noteworthy within my family, but do you? No. Uh, anyway, that's the way. So, look, I'll have more on this fake news guy, um, Barr. Everybody thought he was a patriot. My bottom line on Barr is, you know he plays the bagpipes. Watch out for any guy who walks around in a skirt. I'm not kidding, actually. I always wondered about those guys, and now I know for sure. Don't trust them. Barr, here's something else I heard. Barr was not liked at the White House for many reasons, including he went hog wild. Oh, because of the food. The food was so good. He, You know what they nicknamed him? The Hamburglar. He would sit down for for lunch with the president, and he'd order two, three, four hamburgers right in front of the president. You know, the president is, uh, he lives big, but in his own way, he's kind of a fussy guy. You know what I mean? He's very clean. He always looks right. He is always... And Barr kind of, no, he does none of those things. And he was a big slob, and uh, it was noticed by people. And again, with the hamburgers, you know, look, I can pig out like crazy. My favorite restaurant in the world, other than the uh, Seafire Grill and uh, (laughs) Benjamin Steakhouse, is the Golden Corral. You ever been there? They don't have them around here, but they have them in the south. Uh, they're awesome. All-you-can-eat buffets. I go crazy. I make a night out of it. I just plan, I just, I love it. All-you-can-eat. But I would not do that if I were at the White House. I'd actually tone it down a little bit. And that's a, that's a good idea. Don't you think? All right, what else? Uh, just remember this. Do I have? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Gosh. Right now, the fake news is telling us that Putin is a monster and Ukraine is uh, heaven on earth and it's been spoiled by Putin. And I know, I hate war. I hate war. I've been in it. I've been in the middle of it. And those who have and those who have even trained for it know that war must be avoided at all costs. You only want to fight a war if it's absolutely, positively necessary, okay? I'm not a pacifist. There are times that we got to fight. And we got to be lethal and we got to inflict harm and chaos on the enemy. Yes, those times come. And this is not one of those times. Whatever the hell Putin is thinking, he's wrong. He's wrong. But they have long-standing grievances that go way back. And Ukraine, they're not exactly angels when it comes to running their country. And they got some problems there in terms of anti-Semitism that I've been hearing a lot about. A lot about, actually. Keep that in mind. All that to say, when Mitt Romney came out, Mitt Romney of all people, I'm no Mitt Romney fan, but when he said this, when he was running for president, all hell broke loose. You see, the fake news, they'll turn, and the intelligentsia. You know those eggheads who like to live for showing up on Morning Joe? Listen to what Mitt Romney said when he was running for president. Uh, Cut 33, about Russia. Russia, this is without question our number one geopolitical foe. They, they fight every uh, uh, cause for the world's worst actors. You know what that was considered when he said that? A gaffe, a mistake, and they went crazy on him. Cut 34. 
Mitt Romney calling Russia our, our greatest geopolitical foe, for heaven's sakes, when we ought to be working with Russia to bring about a peaceful resolution. The world was probably watching tonight, and they were probably confused about Mitt Romney's positions on foreign policy. Creating huge blunders, you know, calling Russia our greatest geopolitical foe. He goes on to talk about how Russia is actually the uh, United States' number one geopolitical foe. Really, Romney? You do know we're not in the Cold War anymore. A few months ago, when you were asked what's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America, you said Russia. Not al-Qaeda. You said Russia. In the 1980s or now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because, you know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that was Obama at the end. Oh, Romney is so uncool. He was uncool and a big wimp, too. But he was right. He was right. And now everybody is, uh, well, it doesn't matter. Nobody has any memory of anything in America anymore. Something else about the situation in Ukraine. Did you hear that people of color are getting the shaft when, it time, when it's uh, time to get out of the country? We're seeing a lot of reports about this, seeing and reading that black people are sent to the back of the line when it comes to just about everything in that country. Cut 37, please. Um, there were some reports about uh, discrimination of uh, people with Arabic or uh, African roots. Um, what can you tell us about that? Is this true? Did you experience something like this? Yes, I experienced that. There's a lot of hostility um, from the white women. They really don't like us to be in the train. Somebody was telling me I have to stand up. I have to go out. If I don't, I'm not a Ukrainian. I shouldn't be in the train of a Ukrainian. I should find anywhere I should go to. So it's really, really, really sad that we have to face this. And they prefer their pets, their animals, even before a black man or a black woman. So it's really sad. Wow, huh? Hey, fortunately, it looks like that thing regarding the nuclear power plant in Ukraine, there was a fire. Uh, It's not 10 times worse than Chernobyl. It's nothing like that. I'm hearing that one of the buildings not associated with the nuclear reactor was the one that caught fire, but we'll keep our eye on it. I heard it's going to be 10 times worse than Ukraine, than, than Chernobyl. Then I heard it's going to be six times worse than Chernobyl. And now it seems like nobody's talking about it anymore. Uh, hey, when I come back, an effort, I, I, I saw this coming and it's happened, an effort to cancel the Bible over my dead body, of course. Be right back. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, with that that fecal matter guy who uh, spread fecal matter in that person's face on that subway platform in the Bronx and was in jail for about 45 minutes before they let him go. Then they realized they wanted him for some hate crime he allegedly committed in Brooklyn. They grabbed him again, and he was in jail for another hour and a half before they let him go. He's walking around out there right now, and this is where you could have this is where we could really use a mayor who has experience, who has expertise in something, and has the best possible people around him, like Mike Bloomberg, twelve years mayor. Yes, I know we all kind of he his act wore thin after a while, this, that, and the other thing. But hey, for twelve years uninterrupted, a record. Police Commissioner Ray Kelly was by his side. All right. And a couple of things about Ray Kelly, obviously, a, a, a unbelievable career in law enforcement across the board, federal experience. He happens also to be a lawyer, master's degree from Harvard University. You know, you need you need creative people. You need people 
who have contacts, who just know how the world runs to, to fix a problem like this right away. And that's not that's not Eric Adams. It's not. He doesn't know anything. He's He doesn't know anybody, by the way, just the miscreants who helped him get that nomination and that scam of an election. And it was a scam. It was a scam. There are all kinds of things that could be happening behind the scenes to stop the, the, the hemorrhaging of blood in this city. The fake news protected him, though, primarily because of the color of his skin. It's sad, but yes, I do not care, neither do you, what color anybody is, but boil with it. Now, here's what happened. And I actually need to go back all the way to 2019, 2020. The Democrat race for president, remember, there were like 17 people running for president, including Andrew Yang, who actually, I had no intention of voting for any Democrat. I was definitely for Trump, but I watched those guys do their thing, and he was the one guy I kind of liked from that field. He was creative. He was interesting. He was bold. He didn't uh, spend his whole life in politics. People liked him, and he liked people. Listen to this. A little sample of him running around, running for president. Cut 38, please. Great to be back on the debate stage. I'm so excited. I want to give every American $1,000 a month. I'm not running for president because I fantasized about being president. I'm running for president because, like many of you here in this room tonight, I'm a parent and a patriot, and I have seen the future that we're leaving for our kids, and it is not something I'm willing to accept. Hey, I was impressed. I was. Again, no intention of voting for him. I wasn't even eligible because I'm not a Democrat. He lost, but he became a bit of a superstar, big social media following. So he ran for mayor and then what, of New York City. And you know what happened? You know, he could actually run for president in places like Iowa, Nevada, beyond, and not experience uh, racial discrimination or hostility. But he came back to New York City, and people were racist right to his face. He's Asian. And that didn't sit well with a lot of people, apparently. And the fake news, they laid into him. They gave him a hard time. Where was hands off, hands off Eric Adams. Listen to this. This is Eric. This is Andrew Yang campaigning for mayor. Listen to how people, including the media, treat him. Cut 39. Shame on you, Andrew Yang. Why are you supporting the terrorist attack of Israel? I disagree with that characterization. Anyone be mayor of my city? Who be my mayor? Hell no. Hell no. And the media were nitpicking him non-stop yet uh, and he was the only guy who had the nerve to take on eric adams to point to his lack of accomplishment and his lack of integrity yet eric all they did was write stories about you know what vegan soup he likes and uh, where he gets his pants hemmed and then what else do they have to do for eric because let's face it eric's not smart and he's not a good talker he is his campaign Opponent, his opponent uh, in the general election was Curtis Sliwa, who's been hosting radio shows since 1986, I think. He's a good talker. So they rigged the debate. They did to minimize exposure for Eric because he's getting out-talked by Curtis Sliwa. And every time Curtis starts making some great points, 
Listen to what happens. They shut him down. Cut 40, please. Eric, you're with the elites. Uh, the calls to Brooklyn okay. Borough President in office. You've we got potholes to. galore, graffiti, right, garbage all over Brooklyn. We have a related I mean, question. Quality of life is zilch. You have to take responsibility okay, with that with your partner. Sally de Blasio. Okay, thank Sally. you. Mr. Sliwa, we have to move on. I'm sorry, Mr. Adams. Just a quick yes or no follow-up for you. We have to take care of them. Okay. We have to we show have to, compassion. I'm sorry, Mr. Sliwa, I have to, we have to move on to the question for you. Thank Eric you, Adams, spend more time on vacation in Monaco. Okay. Who goes okay. to Monaco? We have to famous. That had to be dragged out of you that you went to Monaco while I was standing with the correctional officers we have in to move protest on, of their you. conditions outside of Rikers Island. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We've got to move on now and uh, stop you from hurting our favorite and preferred candidate. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you hear, all he had to do was stand there and smile and he got elected mayor. But now all he can do is stand there and smile. And come up with slogans. <laughs> Excuse me. He doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> oh, am I going to be okay? Yikes. I will be okay. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Wow. It's Employee Appreciation Day here at WABC. Thank you. We got to do something for the bosses one of these days. They got a great big Mexican feast in the cafeteria. It is beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Jeff is no Brian in Ohio. Hi, Brian. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? What's up? Yes. Hey, a few weeks ago. Yeah. A few weeks ago, you mentioned that you may or may not have a concealed carry permit. And I was just wondering if you did, what would you be carrying? Probably a thirty-eight. Thing I like about a thirty-eight is um, it's very simple. You can leave it in a drawer for fifty years, and you can take it out, and it'll still work. You know, with the Glocks and stuff, you got to clean them. You got to they, they take some maintenance. You know what I mean? So uh, that's I like. You know, no fuss, no muss. What do you think of that? I think that's a good answer. A lot of people that I know carry thirty-eights, and uh, I carry a Glock nineteen myself, but. It's a, How often a do you have bit, to? Don't you have to clean it and stuff? Uh, I every few hundred rounds I shoot it, I'll take it apart and and clean it out. Um. But, all right. So I guess where you live in Ohio, what's the deal there with having a gun? So it's pretty. It's relatively easy. You go. You know. You fill out the background check. And the interesting thing is, our legislature just the other day passed the constitutional carry. So if our governor signs it. We won't have to get carry permits in Ohio as long as you can legally buy a gun. Huh. Hey, you know who moved out to Ohio? You ever see him around there? Geraldo. He's, I try as, I try not to listen to his show. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, I know he's a left-wing lunatic most of the time, but he's all right. I, 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 he's a nice guy. Hey, man, and he's a great, he was a great, bro, he is a great broadcaster. Thank you. We may disagree with him. Brian, thanks a lot. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bob in Westchester. Hi. How are you? Fine. Uh, I just have a well, one question for you. After the uh, State of the Union address, when Biden was going around and talking to people, he spoke to uh, Millie for about 15, 20 seconds. And you couldn't hear what it was said, but I saw some show that had the blurbs of everything that was said there. Yeah, that was and, my show, actually. I showed that. He said, you're doing you're the we got the best damn generals in the world and I'm counting on you and you know, I count on you. 
And M- Millie, Millie seemed totally uh, uh, terrified. Uh, but that's what I, that's what, yeah, I played that. You said we got the best damn generals in the world, and you're one of them, and I always listen to you, and you know that. Anyway, weird, weird interaction. And one other thing, which kind of struck me, he said that uh, don't tell anybody, but we we agree with each other more than anything else, too. And uh, my question to you. He said that in that exchange? Yeah, that was in your blurbs. I don't think it was in my blurbs. Look, some of those things come down to reading lips and stuff like that. And if he said that, and I'll go back and look at it, um, that's uh, that's even that's that's pretty weird. That suggests that, hey, don't forget, you were the guy who told me to make that big mistake in Afghanistan or something like that. What did he? What do you say he said again? That the, he said that they agree with each other more more than people know or more than people think. I, I'm just paraphrasing it. I, I got to check it out. Old. That's like a weird. Believe it or not, if he said that, that's like a weird threat. I got to check that out. Anything else, pal? Okay. No. All right. Thank you, it. Pop. That's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got to get that. Let's get that, will you? Uh, the Millie sound. Millie talked to Biden at the end of the State of the Union address. I got to see that, please. I got to hear that again. I already heard it once. I thought I heard everything there was to hear. But this guy, uh, maybe he's on to something. Douglas in Brooklyn. Yes. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good. Um, uh, listen, I was thinking, like, if they attack Chernobyl or this other nuclear plant, you know, and they release this poison in the air. Doesn't the weather go from west to east? So then it would be released near float over their own country. I don't know which way is the weather going to go. Um, I used to know this. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I think it goes from east to west. Uh, generally, the prevailing. Um, let's see, a prevailing jet stream goes from let's see here hold on uh yeah from it go wait earth's four primary jet streams only travel from west to east hmm wait a second wait a second that doesn't make sense yes it wait no shoot west to east that means from california to new york yeah, I used to live in Utah. It came from California to Utah. Yeah, but every time you get on a plane, it's, isn't it quicker to go from New York to L.A. than it is from L.A. to New York? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Look, no. all I know this. If there's nuclear uh, leakage from the plant, it is a major situation. Uh, however, we are hearing that the initial reports that this was 10 times worse than Chernobyl were erroneous. And so were the reports that said it was six times worse than Chernobyl. Let's double check here. I think pretty much they're over. If they moved on, it looked like an attached building was the thing that was on fire. Now, keep this in mind. State Department urges embassies not to retweet Russian war crime posts. Why not? The warning comes just hours after the Kiev embassy tweeted in response to the overnight Russian assault on the nuclear power plant. Um, yeah, they've now made it a crime in Russia to say anything bad about the army, anything bad about the operation. They'll throw you in jail for up to 15 years. I guess there's a warning to our side. They don't want anything that could be retweeted by them. Huh. Their censorship is working. You ever notice that they have delegated censorship? Big tech has, uh, now they're doing it. Government has delegated censorship to big tech. And it's something else. It really is. And you know what? Too many weaklings are going along with it. The only thing I hate more than censorship is self-censorship. 
And I've been seeing a lot of that lately. Hello, Irene. Is this the Irene from Connecticut or the Irene from Long Island? Long Island. How do you do? Um, Before I get serious, I just want to tell you that I have in my basement a toilet bowl with your picture and Rosanna's picture that my daughter bought sale at your East 67th Street Studios like in 2012, 2013. And you put it next to your toilet bowl in the basement? No, it's in my little storage room. And now, I you just said was... something about a toilet bowl in the basement. No, no, no. Somebody. Let me just cut to this. Little... Do you like me or not? Do you? I can't hear you. What? I love you. Oh, phew. Okay. I couldn't tell if you this was building up to be a, you know. No, 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 no. My right. daughter bought a toilet seat that somebody had given you and Rosanna as a promotional uh, joke or whatever with your pictures on it. Yeah, I can't. And my daughter bought it at a street sale at your East 67th And street you're using studio. it. And you're using it. No, I am not. I am saving it because I know you're going to be richer and more famous, and I will sell it on eBay and donate it to (laughs) the Ukraine because I am Ukrainian, and um, I'm very distressed about what's going on. I communicate with a cousin every single day who lives in western uh, Ukraine. So tell us what's Uh, going on. Okay. According to her, uh, I spoke to her yesterday, um, things are quiet there. She is going to work. Uh, They do not hear any uh, bombs or gunfire or anything like that. Uh, Most of the stores are open, although the uh, supplies are low. And um, they're wonderful people, and they're praying, and they're very optimistic that um, Ukraine will survive. So, you know, I hope so. But my question to you is the sanctions on the oligarchs and their families. I would like to know if their children are being forced to get out of uh, boarding schools all over the world that are uh, reputing uh, what Russia is doing. I heard that's happening. However, I don't know if I like that part of it. I don't want kids involved in all of this. I don't want some. What difference is it going to make if some second grader in Switzerland uh, has to go home? Just you know what I mean. We're picking on some second. What? Well, you know, let the mothers of the oligarchs get involved, the mama bears, and maybe they could persuade their husbands to speak to Putin or whatever. To make this nonsense stop. Uh, you know, I don't even know about I, – I did it, – it crossed my mind about the legality of this. Okay, you're rich, you're Russian, so therefore we're going to penalize you. I don't know. I just don't know about that, to be honest. It, it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. These oligarchs or whatever the hell you call them, they're not officials. They're not part of the government. Oh, what the friend I, – I, I, you know, we got a lot of billionaires in this country, you know. Are they going to start being penalized when when Biden or Trump or somebody else does something that the world doesn't like? I don't know if I'm okay with that. It feels a little funny to me. But do me a favor. Tell us a little bit more. Were you born in Ukraine? No. Do you I was speak born Ukrainian? In you speak Ukrainian? I do. I do. Wow. I mean, not a hundred percent, but yes, I do. 
and you were born in Germany. What what do people what should people know that they don't know about Ukraine? Um, it's just a wonderful place with beautiful people, peace loving people, hardworking people, very upstanding, ethical, um, just wonderful people. Oh, hey, hang in there. It's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. I mean, let's face it. This is bad. This is bad. No doubt about it. But look, your cousin's going to work. Didn't you say that? She's going to work today. I mean, life is strangely going on. What does she do? She's a seamstress. Wow. Has she seen any Russian troops? Um, I, you know, I, I did not ask her that. But when this first started um, in the city she lives in, um, they bombed the airport there. It was like, you know, day one or day two. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, let's just keep our eyes on this. And uh, I know it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, but I have a feeling this could end very soon. I do, actually. Everybody wants an off-ramp here, even Putin. Irene, hang in there and send our best to your cousin, okay? Okay. All right. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you. Hey, uh, uh, oh, gosh. Irene? Yeah. Yes. You, oh, geez. I want to just, you seem still upset, are you? Well, well, I am because, you know, this country is run by a ship of fools. And I don't have any faith in the government. Well, you know, look, was there a time when you had a lot of faith in the government? Yes, yes. When? It was when Trump was president. I mean, wait, even he didn't have faith in the government. I mean, the government, the swamp. I mean, we love Trump, but he was on top of this this industry, this industry, this sick system we have a beautiful constitution, and it's a great idea. The swamp is out of control. Just because we like the president, I you know, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't suddenly trust the government. I don't trust the IRS half the time. You know what I mean? Corrupt. Uh, you know, and whatever happened to any of them? Nothing. Nothing. Stroke. Uh, his girlfriend. Call uh, um, me. You know, nothing happened. Just like nothing's going to happen to Millie and, uh, you know. Well, stand by. Now, there's a reason for you to be optimistic, okay? This is an election year. Midterm elections. 2022 is coming. The Republicans, we believe, will be in charge, and they are going to investigate these matters, which need to be investigated, okay? There has been corruption. They have not been held accountable. Even though Durham is working on it, more can be done. And I am excited about the future, and I want you to be as well. All right? Yes. I, I am. I'm very optimistic. Uh, but at this Fabulous. Moment, and don't forget that toilet bowl you got with my face on it is going to be worth a million dollars someday. Well, I, I have it on my cell phone if uh, you want your producer to give me your email. I would love to see I, that I toilet bowl with my face on it. Yes, please. Take her information. Get that for me. Okay, Kevin? Make it happen. Thank you, Irene. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. She gone? You get the information. Go ahead. Yes? Oh, boy, you guys would never be good switchboard operators, really. I mean, no. You, she was dangling there for a... Never mind. All right. We'll take it up. Kevin, hello? You leave them on, like... By the way, you never gave me Brooklyn's information. I have it here. Well, 
What about the initiative? I mean, you have it here. You, I tried finding you after you, you tried finding me. You stare at me for two hours every day. You don't tell me these things. My apologies. Thank you. Thank you. I apologize, too. I got a little fresh. Uh, what's the deal? What's our status? How much more time? Am I okay? I Okay, good. Because here's that Bill Barr stuff I want to share with you. Swamp Snake Bill Barr. No kidding. Here he is. Cut 42. Now, he was being summoned to the president's private dining room after saying in an interview with the AP that Trump's claims of election fraud were wrong. And I told him that all this stuff was bullshit and, uh, about election fraud. And, uh, you know, it was wrong to be shoveling it out the way his team was. More and I'll respond. Cut 43. He also told Trump what he thought of his legal team. Not a lot. I said, the reason you are where you are is because you wheeled out a clown show of lawyers. A clown show? Yeah. Clown car or something like that. I said, it's just a bunch of clowns. Who are you, who are you referring to? Rudy Giuliani? His Cracker Jack legal team, among others. Cut four, 44. Barr says the president shot back, listing the ways he said Barr had failed him. That's when Barr says he offered up his resignation. I said, okay, well, look, I I understand you're upset with me, and I'm perfectly happy to tender my resignation. And then, boom! He slaps the desk. He slapped the desk, and he said, accepted, accepted. Unfortunately, I think they... they he hung on for another couple of weeks. All right, I got to finish up on Bar, but I'll really have some good stuff tonight. All right, we're getting together a nice little package. This guy is as swampy as they come, and he did not know. He did not know, and he didn't bother to find out. Trump was right, lazy, owned by the swamp. We thought he was a patriot. We thought he was in love with the Constitution. No, he's in love with longevity. Swamp Survival. Be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. This is a bad idea, Lindsey Graham. Stop acting like such a tough guy, okay? He said this on Fox. He said it on Newsmax. Here we go. Cut three. The Biden administration is to the left of the German Green Party and to the left of Nancy Pelosi. That's our basic problem. You can talk about this until you fall over. Here's the problem. They didn't do this on Trump's watch, Russia, because Trump would have kicked their ass. What's happened is that Putin looks at Biden. He sized him up. He thinks he can get away with it. And he's going to keep going and going and going. And nobody in the West is going to stop him. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. All right. Now, the first part of it, he was right. Uh, <laughs> Putin did take a look at Biden and said, yeah, I can do this. He looked at Trump and said, no, this is not a good time. Uh, the idea that uh, a U.S. senator is calling on a citizen or some entity to uh, shoot or kill or poison Vladimir Putin is is a bad idea. Number one, Lindsey is he's been in the swamp for a long time. You know, he's he's now kind of almost venerated as a elder statesman, but he doesn't know. He does not know. These guys just dabble in policy. They just dabble in affairs. 
Their bread and butter is uh, votes and getting elected and raising money and doing favors. They're very superficial, all of them. So I don't think he really thought it through. What does it mean? What would the implications be? What are the implications of my saying this? Uh, you know, it's one thing for me to say, you know what? I've said far less significant things, and I've gotten banned and shadow banned and uh, sanctioned by Twitter. I made fun of some K-pop girl dance troupe, and I was cyberbullied for a week and warned by Twitter. And all I said was, these girls are not good dancers. Now, he can call for the death of a foreign leader, and <laughs> I just it's not fair. Whatever. Swamp guy. Remember, he uh, said horrible things about Trump in 2016. Then he was his best friend, and then he totally tripped him up a couple of times, I believe. And then on January 6th, he had the bejesus scared out of him. No big deal. He should have. Everybody should have kept their heads. I wish it did not happen January 6th because I wanted that electoral uh, discussion. I wanted that debate. And there was a provision under the law to have that debate. So... What are you going to do? The wife just dropped by and gave me some snacks. Thank you very much. I feel like I'm in fourth grade again. It's not that bad. It really isn't. Oh, and that reminds me. That's what Lindsay kind of needs in his life. Lindsay, I believe, is a bachelor. Now, he needs a partner. He needs a partner in life. Wife, you know, companion, some, whatever. They'll keep you from doing crazy stuff for the most part. And that's what my wife has done. She keeps me from doing crazy stuff for the most part. Okay. Uh, and they can, they can really help. If you, you know, I lived by myself for a long time. Men aren't good at living by themselves. We're like crazy wild animals, basically. We need to be civilized. I didn't realize it for a long time, but, uh, finally, finally got, finally it got through to me. Um, all right. Hey, real quick, Joe in New Jersey, you got a problem with what Irene said? Hello. Yeah, not really a problem. She wants to punish the children of uh, random Russian rich people. Um, I'm still waiting until we uh, talk about Colin Powell with a white powder, you know, in front of the whole world saying, oh, look, white powder, let's kill 500,000 civilians, including women and children. We didn't see anyone protesting or, you know, talking about it. Well, you're not wrong, Joe. Uh, we did see some protesting, but quite frankly, not enough. And there's not been any accountability for that. The greatest mistake in the history of the world, probably. And uh, everyone's back to, oops, we invaded the wrong country. Oops, no weapons of mass destruction. Oh, well, let's not make a big deal out of it because we're all guilty. You know who wasn't guilty? It's amazing. It really is. Once again, he's always right. Trump. And I will prove to you tonight how he was opposed to that war. Forget the fake news. Forget Hillary. Forget all the lies you've ever been told. And boy, oh boy, do they love to lie. And also, they just love to tell a, a convenient story. That's half the problem. The truth is often complicated and hard. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. We're back, and I am jo thrilled to be joined once again with one of my boyhood heroes. My first boyhood hero, of course, was my father, Ray Kelly. 
But I remember a couple times quite vividly when my dad came home from work and said, guess who I met today? Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> met him at, uh, I was at the police academy at the time. My dad was setting up the police cadet corps, which was targeting college students and um, then U.S. Attorney Rudy Giuliani uh, met with my dad for about 45 minutes. And then I first saw you, Mr. Mayor, on the deck of the John F. Kennedy aircraft carrier. It was July 4th of 1986. Do you remember? I don't think you would remember me, but do you remember being there? I sure do, because that's uh, Ronald Reagan eventually came up to give the speech uh, with the Statue of Liberty in the background. And it happened to be a period of time. When there were threats on my wife. On your wife? Yeah, yeah. But I, just that day that you're talking about, we got some threats on the phone from, from mafia types on my wife, which was very rare. And we and so during that period of time, Donna had uh, protection. Wow. You know what? I actually do remember you had a guy with you with yeah. dark sunglasses. Yeah. So you were uh, the U.S. Oh, that was, by the way, the 100th anniversary of the Statue of Liberty. That's yeah, why it was an right. extra special day. And they, had, they had redone it, like remodeled, fixed it up, and they're going to show it off for the first time. And Reagan was going to press the button and do the speech. And You know, and one thing, so that's the first time I ever laid eyes on you. Then I saw you again at Manhattan College. You went up there to give a like speech. Your dad, I was a year, a year after him. Uh Two years, two year, two or two or three years after him. Yes, and I then, just saw your dad, by the way, at uh, at um, you know Chief Esposito's wife passed away. At I the funeral. heard. Yeah. Yes, yes, he it was. He was your oh he, no chief of police. He was chief of police when yeah, you were. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. He was. I think the longest, like your dad. I think he was the longest chief of the department in the history of the department. So and everybody loved him. What, we, and do, I, do love him. I uh, no, he's he's fantastic. I want to talk to you a little bit about Barr. I want to talk to you about uh, things in general. But I have to point this out. We have a mayor right now, Eric Adams, and he, you don't have to comment on this because I because maybe it puts you in an awkward position. But I will tell you this: when you ran for mayor, you know that there were a lot of folks who actually thought it was something of a step down for you, because. I remember at Manhattan College, there was buzz that you might run for Senate. I mean, a lot of folks saw you. I wasn't the only one. The New York Times was a big fan of yours, saw you as president someday. And the Senate was a cleaner path to the presidency than becoming mayor. Um, Remember that discussion, by the way? Sure. Those were the dynamics. I had friends trying to talk me out of running for mayor. They told me it was a dead-end job. Nobody ever succeeds. Uh, who, Who succeeded? LaGuardia was the last one who succeeded. Uh, Since 1969, we were way over 1,000 murders. It hadn't gone down in years. Koch had really tried. I mean, it wasn't that Koch didn't try to bring crime down. And there were even even several books written. New York is ungovernable. It was just accepted. You couldn't do it. The Ungovernable City. It was a uh, biography on on, 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 on Lindsay, on John Lindsay. And And that was the general expression. You know, it's ungovernable. And I think politicians used it also a little bit as a – if you can convince somebody this is too hard to govern, you don't have to accomplish very much. So the thing is, though, you brought world-class accomplishment and skill to the job. You know, a U.S. attorney is a big deal. And you were – prior to that, you were, what, number two or number three in the Justice Department. Three, right. And, you know, Mike Bloomberg brought world-class skill and accomplishment to the job. You know, 
a multi multi billionaire head of Bloomberg, and that's a big deal. Put together and put together a very very intricate organization. He had unbelievable organizational skills. And then we go to De Blasio, who is, you know, all he knew how to do was get fired from campaigns, and you know, he was a hack, literally a political hack, a, a hanger on, right? No skill, nothing. And the same, I think, actually worse even is Eric Adams. No skill. No, people say, well, he was a police officer. He must tell us a little bit how just the idea that since he was a cop and by the way, he was an irritant in the police force. He was like Al Sharpton in a uniform that how silly that is to think since he was a cop, he must know something about law enforcement. Well, it depends on what kind of cop you are. I mean, you 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 know the department really, really well. Well, there are good cops and there are bad cops. Yeah, right? and, there, and there are also cops that are very academic and there are cops that get deeply involved in it. And there are cops that, you know, come in every day. They do their job and they go home and they're told what to do. And they're not, they're not going to run anything ever. And he was more of a politician than a cop. I mean, I, I don't remember any accomplishments as a cop. His, he organized 100 men and black men in law enforcement. He was involved uh, in all of the disputes about race or something else like that. Then strangely, when I ran in 97, he, he endorsed me and he announced he was a Republican. And he, I have a quote that I love to use now that he calls me a racist, that I was, you know, that I was much better mayor than Dinkins. I didn't oh, know any of this, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I think it was, in, it was in the Post. All right, got to check that out. I'll, I'll get you the quote uh, that uh, I'm the one who really brought crime down because uh, there's always this dispute that it started a little bit. But he said, but, you know, Giuliani was much better than Dinkins. Well, and, if I may, sir, and you and I can talk longer about this, but. They did hire 5,000 new cops. No, no, they did. I'm not, safe say, street, I'm not safe telling you this is absolutely true. I'm telling you what he, what he said. I understand. Okay. Uh, but 5,000 new cops were hired by David Dinkins. And the other thing, though, you know, as effective as you are, I'd like to point out the squeegee men. Yeah. A squeegee man tried to clean my mother's car once. <laughs> and guess who was in it? My dad. <laughs> yeah, that, that worked well. And the, it was a weekend, and it was the fall of 1992. My dad had just been made police commissioner. Right. The squeegee men went away very quickly. I bet, yeah. Well, actually, what happened was my mother waved the guy off. For some reason, this is very unusual, my mother was driving, and my dad was a passenger. Very unusual. I don't know why that was, but uh, my mother waved the guy off, and the guy spat on the car. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So that's – and my dad got out of the car, and there was a follow – let's just call it a follow-up. And then there was more follow-up in that squeegee men, and of all people – to acknowledge that the squeegee men went away under Dinkins and Kelly was uh, Bill Bratton in his memoir, if you can believe that one. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a big Bill Bratton fan. You don't have to comment. I just uh, – I, I've seen that, you know, whatever. But he actually said so in his memoir. So, sir, look, back to the matter at hand. Bill Barr, the former attorney general, is uh, trying to sell a book. And it's a tell-all. This is, this is disgraceful that he would do that. I mean, he's, he's above that. I mean, I went through that with my book. I mean, they actually tell you – you know, can you exaggerate this? Can you put this in? I'm just kind of bored. What are we gonna? What are, what are the four or five points we're gonna make? That's all you can do to. There got to be some sensational things in it. And he, and he's acting like a clown. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And there's stuff that he doesn't know about fraud. This is like hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. He wouldn't listen to it. He, his his uh, U.S. attorneys knew about it. Now, uh, I I can see somebody saying. I can't tell if there's enough fraud to overturn the election. 
Now, I can show you how there is, but I'm, I have it in great detail. I've got two rooms filled with affidavits. But to say there's no fraud in this election is ridiculous. I mean, there have been a hundred acts of fraud that have been testified to. Uh, what about, what about, all, all you'd have to do is put the television on and listen to the woman from, from Detroit, uh, Indian American woman, no reason to lie, explaining how she was taught to cheat and did it. Well, what is she lying under oath? The thing that he would say, and I think this gave him latitude, number one, he looked like a great big lazy bureaucrat who didn't want to know anything that might upset, you know, his version of uh, the world. But he would say, I think he would throw the word widespread. There's no evidence of widespread fraud. Well, you, Even only, the you only find out if there's widespread fraud if you investigate the fraud that you have. Hmm. Then you find out it's widespread. Yeah. <laughs> and also, a single, one single act of fraud in an election is serious. When people go to jail, like, let's say the guy loses an election, but you find out later that he bribed people for 200 votes. You still put him in jail. I mean, you can't cheat in an election, whether you win or lose. So uh, it used to be in the past, you didn't make a case as an assistant, a U.S. attorney, of, of fraud because it'll affect the election. You took the case because it was fraud. And then you find out if it affects the election. Have you seen everything that Barr has said? You know, he's criticizing you. He's, he's making it rather personal. I think other people on well, the team. He never team, talked to me. He never. Well, all right. Oh, we talked about this a moment ago. Do me a favor. Take me through this. Now, Bill Barr is saying to people, and the media is buying it, well, you know, what would Rudy Giuliani know? I'm the attorney general. I mean, you know, I've got this whole department under me. We're the ones who would know. They're not waiting on you to tell them. We would know on our own. Well, Rudy Giuliani has, uh, I just finished doing this, uh, has 350 affidavits relating just to Pennsylvania of people, most of them under oath, explaining fraud that his department ignored. Um, Also, I mean, the guy from January 1st of uh, 2020 had a complete outline of all the crimes committed by uh, Joe Biden, and they did nothing. They sat on it. And unbeknownst to me, he had a hard drive that corroborated all of it. So he's got a lot to answer for. You know, he, he got a, he got a, he allowed a guy to get elected president of the United States who is a 30 year criminal. And he has the evidence that he's a 30 year criminal. You do know. I hope you know that you will be vindicated by history. There's enough here. Somehow the fake news and all these people think that future generations won't have access to this material. I mean, look, who knows? The country could go woke crazy and we could be, you know, who knows what the yeah, hell's going to happen. Right. But I do think you are absolutely right on the merits and the evidence is there. So many people are allowing people to tell them about the evidence instead of looking at the evidence. Yeah, so when I, when I produced the hard drive, I was accused of being a Russian agent. I was accused of falsifying it. It has now turned out to be 100% true. Not a single thing in it has been disputed. Schweiker's book, basically, and Miranda Devine's book vindicates it completely. And then Schweiker did what the FBI should have done. He went and got additional evidence. I I could never get the exact amount that the Biden family got from China. So I always would have to say it was somewhere between 20 and 40 million. He got the exact amount, 31 million. Plus, he's got the great text in which Hunter says, I give half of it to dad. So that corroborates everything that we have. 
And it's on record. It's on tape. Yeah. You've got a $3 million money laundering transaction. All you need is four pieces of paper to prove it, in which Biden got 800000 Joe Biden. Making the legal case is one thing, but this what, – what really infuriates me, the media – the media, first of all, they were censored themselves. The New York Post kicked off a Twitter. And so many of them said, we don't – there's nothing there. We're not going to look into that. We're not going to – no, 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 no. They that. gave us this president. Yeah. So forget forget the election fraud counting the vote. The election was fraudulent in the censorship that took place. The deliberate information about the criminality of the candidate was covered up on purpose. Uh, you can't look at it and not know these are crimes. I can take you through two pages of the money that went from from Ukraine to Latvia to Cyprus into the into the account of Hunter Biden and then eight hundred thousand off to Joe Biden when he was vice president. It was a very unique thing you did. You went to Ukraine, right? You spent time over there. I did uh, to, to find this stuff out. I did to some controversy. But I'll tell you this, the mainstream media couldn't and wouldn't do the same thing. They couldn't because, quite frankly, media doesn't pay journalists to travel right. anymore. Most political reporters live in Brooklyn. I mean, that used to be a scandal. Do you remember Jason Blair? Of course, yeah. Made yeah. up all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. And the scandal was he was making it up from his apartment in Brooklyn. Now, he was just a man before his time. <laughs> I mean, no, all the political reporters, they're looking at a computer all day long. They don't need, Do you know Michael Bender, who wrote uh, the right. Wall Street Journal guy, who right. wrote, what is it? Uh, uh, yes, we did lose this election, or yes, we did win this election. He admits it in his own book. He's covering Trump election year. He left his house twice in the entire right. year. Right. How, what does he know about anything? Yeah, and, and Barr uh, never bothered to look at a piece of evidence. And if he did, he obviously didn't pay attention to it. I mean, I was told by him when I had all this evidence to go give it to the U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh. I did. The U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh was quite excited about it. He started investigating, and, th- and three weeks later, they cut it down. Wow. Mr. Mayor. That, got, would, that would have saved us Joe Biden. I see, Joe, I see Rudy Giuliani every day. I don't get a chance every day because we're, you know, we're always in a rush around here. But <laughs> it's, it's so cool to be, you know, a, a, I guess in a weird way, a peer of yours yes, in the you media are. world. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. growing up again, uh, yeah, such such a giant, and uh, you well, are a giant. You, and hey, one other thing, yeah, I think I told you this before, but I'd like to remind: I volunteered on your campaign in 1989 when I was in college. Wow! And I had a great time. I even got to meet you. Yeah. And uh, wait, what other thing I was going to say? I don't know. It's just uh, you're doing great work. I know at great personal expense to yourself, though. Personal. I mean, they're coming after you. Yep. But no, I think I know it's a badge of honor. You should you should consider it a badge of I honor. I do. I do. I mean, that, that's what sustains me. I, I feel I'm doing it for my country. And I, when I look at, uh, particularly now, the, the hard drive has pretty much been completely vindicated. I think the election stuff will, too. I know it will. I have the evidence. And uh, that it's very satisfying. And an awful lot of other people got hurt here that you don't know about. I had a guy working for me that was a professor in a college. He had been the professor of the year two years before. And Mr. Eastman. Well, no, that's before a young guy. Eastman. Eastman is at the end of his career. It's a tragedy, but scholar. something great is going to happen. I know it. Mayor Giuliani, we'll see you tonight on Newsmax at great. 7 o'clock. Look forward to it. And I'll be right back. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, wasn't that cool talking to Rudy Giuliani for a while? Mayor of America, America's mayor, they called him. Time Magazine, Man of the Year, back when it meant something in 2001. Hey, folks, here's what I was talking about. There's, uh, you know, this push to ban books. 
And listen to this. It was a letter to the editor. The article was called Politics Fuels Surge in Calls for Book Bans. And a guy writes into the New York Times as follows. It's a whole big story about, you know, how they're banning books and whatnot. He writes, I am amazed that of all the people in the frenzy to ban books. Wait, I am amazed that all of the people in a frenzy to ban books have overlooked a book that is in most public libraries and features fratricide, incest, adultery, murder, drunkenness, slavery, bestiality, baby killing, torture, parents killing their own children, and soldiers slaughtering defenseless women and children. It's almost guaranteed to give children and even adults nightmares. If you haven't guessed by now, it's called The Bible. Signed, Steve Fox from Columbia, Maryland. Now, I don't know what Mr. Fox's motivation here is, if he is, if this is satirical or something like that. I mean, look, all of those things are in the Bible, and that's it. That does not make the Bible not God's word. It's an amazing, you. it is the way. And uh, But he's kind of making a point that I agree with. I don't know what's in his heart. If he's saying that, yeah, all this bad stuff's in the book, it ought to be, I have a feeling he's more sophisticated than that. But... This stu- this this drive to ban books, they are going to uh, slavery is throughout the Bible, just like he says. I mean, you know, they wanted to they're issuing a warning for Gone with the Wind because no the, the, uh, slavery makes an appearance. And uh, there there's that woman uh, who speaks in a in a some say uh, kind of a stereotypical way and, and just. Uh, they 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 want to put a warning on Gone with the Wind. Well, then the Bible is vulnerable as well. That's the problem. That's a big problem. All right. Steve in New Jersey. Yes, sir. Hey, Greg. Thanks for taking the call. Real quick. All right. I, I, I am no fan of Senator Graham, but I think you're being a little harsh on him. I think he's on the Ukraine issue. I think he's right for three reasons. Remember, he's been in the past, he's been part of the Bush, Cheney, McCain McCain crowd, quick to want to send U.S. troops over. That's not what he's calling for here. This is a Hitler at Berlin moment where he's really saying, get him inside somebody before it becomes a bigger problem, number one. Number two, he's on board with the Trump way of handling, Trump would be handling the problem, all right? Make us energy independent again so people will buy oil off us and defund Putin's war. The third thing, and I applaud him for, he's basically acknowledging Joe Biden is just a figurehead. He's a weak leader. I applaud him for speaking out. And if the Republicans do take control of the Senate, I think he's making the case to be Senate Majority Leader. What do you say, sir? Well, uh, I say this. Uh, He shouldn't have said that. He doesn't know what the ramifications would be if you kill Putin. Uh, He... I don't think he thought it through. I think he kind of just wants to be a spectacle. He he repeated it on multiple shows. Um, we don't want people in Russia, lawmakers in Russia. How would we react if some lawmaker, prominent Russian official, said somebody needs to take Joe Biden out or somebody needs to take Donald Trump out? All right. The other stuff, yeah, we all agree with, right? It's it's good to be energy independent. It's It's all that. That's fine. So, no, I don't think he should have said – I think that's – it's it's a kind of a dangerous game. It's beneath the United States to be talking that way. And I have my doubts about Lindsey Graham, quite frankly. I have my doubts. He was, uh, of course, opposed to Trump in 2016. He totally caved on January 6th. 
Now he has had some decent moments as well. The defense of Kavanaugh I thought was amazing. I'm going to show that uh, show that tonight. But Steve, uh, a lot of great points there. Thank you. Uh, let's to uh, oh, there's the music again. It is Friday. Let's not make a big deal out of it, okay? Too many people go nuts celebrating because it's Friday. You want to have a productive and good Saturday? Don't go nuts on Friday. I used to. Not very long ago either. All right. Quick break. Be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Mount to play. Warriors. Come out to play. Warriors. Come out to play. Remember that movie, The Warriors? It was so awesome. What a classic movie. A cult favorite. Warriors. The Warriors. I think I'm going to watch it tonight. I think it came out in 1979. I bought it. It's one of those movies I've got on my cloud or whatever. I watch it maybe uh, a couple of times a year. And it feels like a Warriors night. I love that gang. They were cool dudes. Um, And they went all, all the way up to the Bronx for that big meeting. And I don't want to give it a... Well, you know what happened. Somebody shot Cyrus, and it wasn't the Warriors, but they were un, they were falsely accused. And that drives me crazy. Anyway, they had to fight their way back to Brooklyn. And it's just an amazing film. Back when, you know, no special effects, no silly uh, CGI and cartoon crap. It was just... Just the Warriors up against the baseball bat. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. And that crazy guy at the beach. I uh, can't wait for that. Um, oh, shoot. Are they already done at the Pentagon? Did I miss this? Uh, all right. Uh, well, look, they weren't giving us the straight scoop anyway. Let's face it. Uh, a lot of double talk from this administration uh, in terms of uh, Ukraine. I've been pointing out, look. This is a bit more complex than we've been led to believe. Bottom line, you know, generally, yes, uh, I know that this invasion was bad. We don't like it. Uh, Putin's in the wrong here. Should not have invaded Ukraine. Um, But it's a bit more complicated than we've been led to believe. And anything that's complicated, the media basically doesn't have time for. That's not worth the effort. Better be first than right, you know? And yesterday pointed out on Newsmax and here, there's been, a, there's been a lot of controversy about NATO expansion for a long time. And very smart people like Henry Kissinger, uh, George Kennan, uh, one of the top Cold War strategists said, NATO expansion will be very provocative. It's going to, excuse me, piss the Russians off. Letting all those new countries into NATO was no reward. And we should have been thinking about rewarding Russia. Why? Because they got rid of the communists. They did. It was a bloodless coup. It was kind of a glorious thing. Remember? I mean, remember when Boris Yeltsin was standing up there in um, Red Square and Gorbachev was gone? I mean, Gorbachev was a communist. And it was a bloodless takeover, freedom for a little while. And then, uh, I guess what? Cold War habits die <laughs> uh, a long time. A long time to kill those habits. I, I, I just, we reverted back to what we knew, it seems. 
Anyway, some have been pointing out for a long time. They're not sanctioning what's happening now, but they did say that NATO expansion and I guess Ukraine's been flirting with NATO for a long time. And that's been on and off the table for a while. That drives Russia crazy. And now they've been driven crazy. And now we have a war. I hope it ends. I hope it ends soon. NATO chief warns days to come likely to be worse. Likely to be worse. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. U.S. Embassy in Kiev. Nuclear power plant attack is a war crime. Well, so much of this thing has been a war crime so far. They're hitting residential neighborhoods for crying out loud. Yikes. What was that? What what idea did Lindsey Graham have? Was it really that bad? I don't know. Cut three. The Biden administration is to the left of the German Green Party and to the left of Nancy Pelosi. That's our basic problem. You can talk about this until you fall over. Here's the problem. They didn't do this on Trump's watch, Russia, because Trump would have kicked their ass. Yeah. What's happened is that Putin looks at Biden. He sized him up. He thinks he can get away with it. And he's going to keep going and going and going. And nobody in the West is going to stop him. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. I was talking about this. I, my buddy Mark said the same thing. Brutus, that's Popeye's enemy, right? The big muscle guy in Popeye who was always, I thought, it was the strangest arrangement they had. He was basically trying to assault olive oil all the time. Remember? Very strange. Very strange. Look, it would probably be a good thing. But again, for Lindsey Graham, little sweet Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, everybody loves this guy. Why is he trying to act like a big tough guy? You know, he's a little bit of a goody two shoes. I don't think I think and he knows that and he wants to be a big bad guy. I think he's one of those guys who's trying to half the time. I don't know. Be like Trump or something. There's something not right about what he did. And again, January 6th, he caved. Um, he caved. And now he's back with Trump. He's on and off, hot and cold. I don't think you can trust this guy. Okay, it is 2.39 and a couple of more minutes. Let's see here. I will go to John in Florida. Yes. How you doing, Greg? John from Florida. I was thinking maybe Trump could persuade maybe Putin to change courses. They had a good reprogram. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Trust. I mean, look, they actually have a law against civilians getting involved in this kind of thing. I believe it's called the Logan Act. I mean, they would love to get Trump. I mean, they, they, they would just. So, no, I can you can you believe the swamp? Allowing that to happen, what they would do to Trump, I've got to tell you this, Trump, whatever you do, Donald Trump, Mr. President, don't call Vladimir Putin. John, I understand where you're coming from, but no, I don't think that would work out well for anybody. Jeff in Jersey City, yes. Uh, I just want to say thank you to you to you and your father. as Your father is the best uh, police commissioner uh, in the history of New York, in my lifetime, certainly. Um, I really appreciate that. And a couple of things. Um, I'm going to touch on just a quick couple of trivials before I asked you to heart. All right. Well, you know, I don't have. Okay. What? 
uh, uh, thank you, by the way. Thank you. It's very nice of you to say that stuff. But go ahead. And sincerely, it was uh, about the street of presidents. That was Nixon, Trump, and I lived on the same block as them guys at one point. 65th Street? 65th Street? 65th Street, yes, yes. A lot of people don't know that. But, hey, did you know another president lived on 65th Street? Roosevelt. That's right. The only guy I know who knows that. FDR, Trump, and uh, different times, of course. Although I think Trump and Nixon were about the same time in the late 1970s on 65th Street between 3rd and Lex. Where were you? I, I was where the privates live on the uh, east side in the tenements. But I, n- nonetheless, I lived in a great neighborhood, Greg. Yep. But let me um, get to the point because um, your time is valuable. And you, you're my favorite on the station. You, Mark Levin, and Monica Crowley, though. I don't see her anymore. Um, All right. Here's my question for you, Greg. Biden's speech the other night, and now he does this several times. This isn't the first time. I was in the Marine Corps, too, Greg, 100 years ago when the, when the draft was active, you know, the Vietnam thing. And uh, what happened was uh, so Biden, he tries to lump his son in with combat veterans that were killed. His son shouldn't even been in the, in the service. Neither one of them. Both of his sons are bummed. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jeff, calm down, seriously. And number one, you're correct that Joe Biden has been at times deceiving people about where and how Bo Biden died. He has said that. And I don't like it, and I've called him out on it, and you too. But, and there's a big but here, Jeff. We, I don't think we should disparage Bo Biden. Uh, with nothing indicates to me that the guy was a bum. Uh, you know, I mean, just let's leave him out of this. He's dead, died of brain cancer. He did volunteer. He served overseas. He was a lawyer in the military. There is a, a need for military lawyers. They they have a need for them, even in combat zones. He went, and, uh, you know, that's that's that. All right? Does that make sense, Jeff? I don't want you to get in trouble. I, and yeah, I also want you to do the right was. thing here. I mean, I know you're, you're passionate, and we're all a bit angry, but I, I do think we should leave Bo Biden um, you know, the, the sins of the father, let's not let's not blame the son, okay? I agree with that. All right. What else? Thanks, Greg. All right. Uh, well, you know what? Something else, one, one uh, other thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're one of the few that does it. Um, I went to, the, to, to one rally, uh, a Trump rally in Wildwood, New Jersey, the last one before the pandemic. And Trump rallies are good, smooth as silk. I was there. January 6th, they're doing the thing and keep over and over, keep saying it. But they bl- and they killed Ashley Babbitt. What's the latest status on any justice for Ashley Babbitt? If you know, Greg, Greg, I, I thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Jeff. All the best. Thanks, man. Uh, number one, uh, unfortunately, justice for Ashley. Well, right now, I'm primarily concerned about Aaron Babbitt, her husband. He is uh, preparing a lawsuit against the federal government. I, it's very difficult to sue the federal government. Uh, he's gearing up for that. If you go to Twitter. Uh, it's at for Ashley for F O R Ashley A S H L I. Uh, you can find it pretty easily. There are ways to give because you know he's got to hire investigators. He's got to depose people. It's hard. It's a pain in the neck. It's expensive, and he's not guaranteed success here. As far as will anything ever happen to Lieutenant Bird? I don't think so, and that's wrong. At the very least, maybe the Republicans. Unfortunately, too many Republicans in Congress are looking the other way on this one as well. That woman was killed 
and it was illegal. I mean, obviously, she should not have been shot, and it's a horrible, horrible tragedy. I will never forget. Well, you remind me. I have to make that case again tonight on TV. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? Oh, jeez, that just really is. Ugh, ugh. Bill in New Jersey, yes, hi. Is that the same one from yesterday? A couple of days ago, Greg, uh, which at what time you said that, you know, you get a little nervous when you walk down uh, the sidewalks of New York. Well, you were the one you were the one who got all upset and angry. Right. Wasn't that you? And I told you to, you know, was that you? Yeah, it was me. And then I started giving you a bit of a pep talk and then you hung up on me. Well, I thought you were done with me, so I continued to listen on the radio. All right. Well, you hurt my feelings a little bit because here we are trying to help you, and then I'm like, you know what I mean, Bill? And you were gone. I apologize. That's all right. I didn't mean to cut you short. Okay. No. Well, but, all right. So what's up? The sidewalk thing. You know, I would love to come into the city. I used to work there. I'm retired now. I can get on a train and be there and enjoy the wonderful city. But it's just not that wonderful anymore. These random stabbings and violence, they scare the hell out of me. God forbid you wear a Trump hat. You will be beaten with a pipe. <laughs> My point is hatred, anger, fear, they're at the highest levels ever, I believe. That's my assessment. You can't even discuss politics with people anymore. And I tried to discuss politics with a, an adversary uh, who was a self-appointed declare himself interrogator and continued the conversation by trying to put me on the defense to try and imposition me. What are you doing hanging out with an adversary anyway? Why don't you just, you know, I mean, what was the occasion of this meeting? Uh, We were at um, uh, (laughs) a Bill Wilson meeting, and I didn't know he was my adversary until he started saying how much he hated Trump and I stood up for Trump. Wait a second. For people who don't know, this is an AA meeting, right? That is correct. All right. So you started getting into it with him at, about politics at the AA meeting. We're not supposed to, but it was before the meeting. Mm. And, you know, like a, a typical progressive liberal, their approach is very detectable. They want to put you immediately on the defense because I had to explain myself about why I thought Trump was a good guy. And he was just full of hate. Oh, I want to put pencils in his eyes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can't stand, I can't stand Pelosi, Durbin, yeah. Schumer, any of those knuckleheads. But, you know, I'm trying to get through Lent to pr- try and practice what I'm supposed to be practicing. And wanting somebody dead is just wrong. Yeah, I know. All right. But look, uh, you know, the other day... Uh... Hey, you just said something. What did you say? Anger, fear, and hate have never been higher, right? That's correct, yeah. That's not yeah. true. That is not true. I'll tell I you, hope, that that is not true. Hey, in your lifetime, Bill, anger, fear, hate has been through the roof. You remember the late 1960s, early 1970s? I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, a, I'm a Woodstock guy. I know. Yeah, well, okay. Well, you know, all right? They were firebombing things all the time, domestic terrorism kidnappings, hijackings. There were like three hijackings a week in America. It was crazy town, man. Uh, Patty Hearst. I mean, that was just the tip of the iceberg. All that nonsense. You can go to, they, they shut down college for, 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 for years. Remember they, the, those hippies, they took over the campus. It was nuts. That 
that Buddhist guy burned himself to death in front of the Pentagon? Do you, re- you remember all that stuff? Kent State? Absolutely. So this is nothing compared. I mean, it's not significant, but it's still, I think it's not as bad as back then. Fair enough? Well, I, I just remember in that day, I could walk down the streets of New York comfortably. Today, you are looking over your shoulder. Well, if you want to be really honest with yourself, you couldn't walk down the street all that comfortably back then. I mean, you might have been more comfortable, you know, younger guy or probably, you know, let's face it, we were all in better shape when we were in our 20s. I mean, you know, you were probably more confident. Now you're older. You know, I take it you're 65, 70, something like that. So, you know, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit dicier, but it's not it's not as bad. It's bad, but it's not as bad. That's my point of view, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad you're going to those meetings. I shall be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, this is a a step in the right direction. They're going to finally end those New York City vax passports and school masks. School masks, most certainly. Yes, definitely. Please. Vax passports, uh, you know I'm vaxxed. Some people think that's like, oh, my God, did you hear Greg is vaxxed? You can't trust him. He's vaxxed. Well, uh, screw you if you feel that way. It's my business. I happen to be sharing it. If I want to, I will. I got vaxxed. I have never told anybody to be vaxxed. Uh, the only person who I will allow to tell me such things is my wife, who insisted I get vaccinated. But that was between us inside the family. So I got vaxxed, although come to think of it, I'm not boosted. Uh, I tried to get boosted, but uh, they canceled the appointment on me, so I th- that never came about. Anyway, so I've gone to plenty of restaurants where they asked to see the vaccination uh, papers, but only once or twice did they really look at it, see that it was my name, you know, asked to see my ID as well. That's ha- That's happened maybe twice, and I only have a picture of it in my phone. Now, it's a legit picture. I didn't get a phony one or anything like that, but nobody ever really checks it. But now they're not even going to bother with it. It was all a bit of a charade. I think that's a uh, really nice. Uh, that's a nice development, though. I didn't like the whole. And so let me just think if there's ever a place that there was a thing. I must say the back, I, the hair on the back of my neck just stands up when somebody really scrutinizes it and wants my ID as well. Isn't that amazing? So I can eat at Applebee's somewhere. I got to do all that. But you can vote. And I can vote without an ID in most places. <laughs> Just to eat at Applebee's, I had to show what was inside my body, and I had to provide evidence that I was who I was. But you can just go in and vote. That's kind of messed up, don't you think? Yes, of course it is. I have a report that Russia has banned Twitter, Facebook, and the BBC. Could that be? Wow. Twitter, boy, oh boy, they are going backwards and fast. You know, I was in Russia in the 1980s. They had an official state agency, a news agency, TASS, which I think is still in existence. Man, this is, uh, they mean business over there. This is not good. All right, I got three minutes left. What the hell? Marnie in Long Island? Yes, hi. I just want to comment on the last caller. Uh, I, I won't make this into a long thing, but. I, my family came from New York City, so I lived during uh, the 1960s. There's no comparison, Greg, with what's going on today, and I'll give it to you briefly. 
Today. Well, number one, I didn't say I said the late sixties, early nineteen seventies, right? Not there's a big difference between nineteen sixty two and nineteen sixty nine. I mean, the world caught fire, and Vietnam was a major, major part of it. Wouldn't you agree? There's a big difference going uh, between the nineteen seventies, early seventies, and what's going on today. I mean, did you have no police in the nineteen seventies? Well, actually. Uh, if you remember, they laid off about a third of the police department. Do you remember that? On today. Do you remember that? I remember there were police problems. There were police not- layoffs. Defund the police. They defunded the police. I mean, they pulled the rug right from out from under them. They, 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 they got rid of like 10,000 cops in 1974. I'm sorry, but this stuff happened. I know the wounds that we're going through right now, it's so fresh and everything like that. I was only a kid, but I remember, and you were a lot younger too, Marnie, but uh, I don't know. And, and not only crime, you know, he was saying everything. You you think now there's more hate, there's more frustration right now than ever before? Dude, was there Black Lives Matter back then? No, there were the Black Panthers back then, for God's sake. All right, there were there there was domestic terrorism. There was real domestic terrism. All right, not the ghost of white supremacy. I mean, there were race wars going on. I mean, no kidding. There was combat, internal combat. A lot of this stuff, you got to admit, is media hype. But anyway, Marty, critical race theory. We had all kinds of crazy things. Now, one thing we did not have. Oh, come on yourself, Marnie. You think this stuff this stuff is not invented yesterday. This stuff has been around. It comes in and out of fashion. It comes in and out of fashion. Now, one thing, though, one thing that has changed, and as a new father, it has me on guard, that they're trying to indoctrinate children with this nonsense. Children. It used to be you go off to college and, you know, you take LSD and experiment and do all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, and then you get serious and you become a yuppie 12 years later. But now they're trying to make kids question their gender orientation and all that stuff. And I do not believe that that was uh, happening in the 70s. It was a bit more Don't simple. You think that's more toxic? I think it's pretty toxic. But back to my look, you can look up, uh, look up, look up the size and scope of the riots. Look at the race riots that were happening. Look at what happened after Martin Luther King was was assassinated. There is, <laughs> I do think it was a bit more intense back then. I really do. I was here for Black Lives Matter. I don't know where you live. Where do you live on Long Island? Oh, right, she's gone. It's okay. She realized she was losing the argument. But I'll get back to all of you on Monday. I'll be on Newsmax tonight at 7.